I V M. Hey everybody, welcome to another week on the IVM Podcast Network. If you are not following us on social media, please do. We're IVM Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. I'd like to thank our sponsors this week, Paytm Money. As we head into week four of lockdown, we're doing our best to make sure that we maintain our schedules and try and get you as many of the podcasts that you're used to listening as we possibly can, but beg your indulgence if there are any slippages in schedules and times. With that, let's just get on with your show. Welcome to Absolutely Right. I'm your host, Aditi Surana. So, first of all, how is the lockdown going for you? I hope by now you have figured out some kind of routine to stay fit and sane. If you haven't, then it's better late than never, guys. Speaking of routines, Urmi Kothari, our guest for today, is a specialist in building and following some cool routines. Urmi is an energy coach and also a host of IVM's The Kinetic Living podcast. She has an experience over 21 years in fitness, sports, martial arts, professional dance and yoga. She has coached around 200 aspiring fitness coaches in the country. And while doing all of this, she has built a long and impressive list of clients. Urmi believes that one can transform their mind starting with the body. Keeping in mind my love for graphology and especially graphotherapy, I can't agree more. Let's learn more about Urmi and her successful journey on the other side of this break. Stay tuned. Hi, my name is Anupam Gupta. I'm B50 on Twitter. I am the host of Pesa Pesa, a show that talks money. On my show, I speak to experts from every field of money and finance, from stock markets, equities, debt funds, credit cards, life insurance, every possible area of money and finance that you can think of. We even did an episode on cryptocurrency. I've got fantastic guests from mutual funds to personal finance experts everywhere. robo advisory, startups, just name it, we've got it. At Pesa Pesa, we help you make smart decisions about money. You work hard for money. Now make your money work hard for you. New episodes out every Monday and you can listen to my show on the IVM Podcast app or any other podcasting app that you have. Hi, today we have Coach Urmi Kothari with us on the show. Urmi, you have your own podcast on yes, IVM Network, that's right? right, yeah. Tell us about the show. What is it about? So my show is called the Kinetic Living Podcast uh-huh. and it is in a way an extension of my life. That's how it started. Okay. Uh, in fact, that's how the brand started. But also the show was an intention to communicate how people can find their own version of their own kinetic lives. Okay. And uh, I brought in people who I felt had had already done that either in their own respect or some of them were my students as well and are my students as well Mm -hmm. and how they have turned themselves from being couch potatoes or just in general being super busy and uh, really into their work but have made the time through consistent dedication and uh, change their life and turn active and really look at workouts not as a way to punish themselves for eating something but actually be more aware of their bodies about their breath about their relationship with themselves I was just about to ask you this question that I many times feel that the way people's bodies are uh, it's always an extension of their personality Correct. when my personality was a certain kind I took things for granted and so was my body 
like you know it was i felt that and i started observing it in other people so i believe that if the way you do one thing is how you do everything me too and that's the reason i feel like if you bring a little bit of discipline or consistency in your uh something that's so relatable which is your body then you can slowly bring about that kind of self awareness of the relationship with the self with others your moods and eventually you can get to a place where you start doing things that really align with yourself and maybe operate from a higher self during most of the time and that's what makes you a kinetic person like to help you achieve your best potential mm-hmm. and that's why my brand is also called kinetic living oh, and nice. that's why the podcast was called kinetic living and then the season 2 was me giving them tips about how they can even do and stay active by doing small workouts of just 4 minutes using tabata workouts okay and um I mean, if you're listening, then you can try and uh, do those exercises with me. Nice. So I was taking them through the through workouts, the yeah. And Thriving Thursdays was a little bit deeper, going into like the philosophical side of workouts. being fit and being uh, connected with yourself. So, so for th- me, handwriting is an extension of your mind, where your body actually communicates with or without your knowledge. So when you write something, you do not know. or uh, you're you're choosing the stroke for a particular reason but body knows that and if i can learn to mm. as i learn to decode it i also found how that represents different parts of personality fascinating so yeah. what what you're talking about with workouts is exactly what i do with handwriting that's so, amazing yeah. and i'm actually quite excited because i've done it before and that i did it a long time ago uh-huh. and i mean i know certain like oh circling the eyes and like dashing your t's and yes. completing your g's and y's and all of that but i've of course forgotten a lot of what it means so yeah. i'm keen to know because after that like there's been a whole journey so so i always feel uh, when i look at a handwriting sample it's almost like different colors uh, coming together to create a new shade a palette huh? <laughs> a new shade Lovely. you know so like you look at different traits so a t would mean this and i dot would mean that but when you combine it It's not two plus two. Correct. It creates something absolutely different. Lovely. So I'm so happy you already yeah. know about it. <laughs> so I'm looking at her handwriting right now. The first <laughs> thing that stands out is your tremendous willpower. <laughs> See, guys, I'm legit. <laughs> yeah, you are. Like, like you. <laughs> I'm not a fake coach, guys. <laughs> I no. practice what I preach. <laughs> no, that's true because you really like people can't convince you otherwise. Once you set out for something, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Okay, I'm hitting. I'm hitting. I'm walking in a zone. I don't know. That's great. I'm loving it. I really like being uncomfortable and no sugarcoating. That's me. Yeah. 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 So you know when when pe- when you make up your mind, whether it is about your fitness or anything else. <laughs> <laughs> but you you tell me right like what also shows that you'll tell me that if you want to know but yeah i would love to know that but okay. you can give me your feedback first i don't want to spoil your flow. yeah so yeah. like in the, the whole you know the chemistry yeah. i don't want to remove yeah. every particle out yeah, yeah so just yeah. we'll talk about that too yeah uh so when you pick up something and you want to choose uh a regime an idea a project mm. then you make it yours that's like your baby you would not let anybody come close to it mm. until and unless it is not ready mm. and then there is a moment when you feel okay now it can go out but it is very different you are a different person when you are protecting that baby 
and then you're a very different person very relaxed when it comes to like delivering it <laughs> yeah. and giving it away but unless until it is not ready you're super protective you just yeah. want to make sure that it has enough energy enough tenacity enough this enough that so that you can build it and then it can go and fly when that's it is ready true. yeah that's true so if you're saying you're running your business uh, the actual business would have started how many years ago 7 and the business in your the same business in your mind was running for probably 7 or 10 years before that um sorry no but mm-hmm. uh, i mean the way i became a coach was very organic because i've been practicing fitness and movement for my whole life 22 years but i never thought i would be a professional coach till uh i actually moved to bombay from kerala and uh, i people were very curious about what i was doing in kerala which was professional dance and then oh, nice. uh, when i was teaching people i realized wow i love teaching and i love seeing them progress and i'm like wow i can make money out of this and so um, this is exactly what i meant i formalized this it is not being a coach as such but the whole process of like should i teach or this is what i want to do do i want to contribute it kept on building and okay, then there is maybe, a po- huh? point where you can probably do a business be a professional but if you wouldn't have had that time to experiment with your skill be comfortable with it know that you really want to do this your will power wouldn't have been this strong Yeah I'm sure but I never uh, consciously did it with the fact that oh tomorrow I'm going to teach oh, no, it's just that not. I was doing it for myself and I'm like wow I can empower other people to do this for themselves you are also empowering in many walks of your life yeah it's not only like this is an extension of what you are as a person and as you rightly said your business is an extension of who you are but you always want to push people to their yeah. best possible versions yeah and sometimes even if they are uncomfortable you would do it you know it's like that joke where oh i helped this uh blind person cross the road and the person started hitting me like why because the person never wanted to cross the road yeah <laughs> <laughs> so, so you can go through those moments now yeah. much lesser than before but that comes from with that will power mm. you're like but you can why can't you see it like this is obvious why can't you jump in and do it yeah and people are like yeah i'm thinking i'm so do you have those moments where you just want to whack people so uh to i'll answer that in two uh, <laughs> aspects first is i have a lot of patience mm-hmm. uh, when it comes to the coaching side even though i may not be as patient in my personal life mm-hmm. but it has made me more patient because i learn from coaching as well because i it is my job to be objective right. and if i start judging my students then i am not a good coach yeah. so that's one that's the reason i don't lose patience mm-hmm. because that just means that they are on their own journey and they're going to go slow what i see is the willingness to do something and the focus right. and if that is not there then i then i lose the in, interest in also coaching them eventually makes sense and second is when you said about like something sometimes happens where i am trying to push them but they don't want to push themselves and then in my head i'm like that's why i'm your coach i'm not your trainer i'm not here to make you just lose weight right. i'm here as your coach and that voice i've just found it in the last 6 months where i'm like even keen uh, on refusing certain clients if they do not fit that bill mm-hmm. if they don't have that willingness and having said that i have not told well very recently i parted ways with a client because i didn't see that happening and i was with them for a year and uh, yeah i just chose to step back So when you said parted ways with a client I almost feel like parted ways you like so serious about it because right? I am really emotionally invested mm-hmm. in my students and if I can give that much uh of 
yourself to it's it. of myself uh, i feel like uh, it's not unrealistic for me to ask them to just give the focus and the intention mm. and not that they have to do and kick ass at every exercise that's not their job mm. that's why i'm there sure if i'm losing patience of them un, uh, unable to do something then that's my fault but if they come there and they're distracted uh they don't show up then if you don't show up then how can i do my job sure, of course so how would you train anybody who doesn't show up yeah and having said that it's uh, everyone's personality to like you said right that your fitness or your handwriting is an extension i feel like even your personality has to be considered when you're doing a workout so maybe the way i would push you for example would be very different than of i would course. push someone else but uh I always thrive on positive motivation. Uh, having said that, still you have to find different ways and tactics which are not manipulative but uh, subtle, sometimes very uh, obvious to uh, motivate clients or to push them a little bit, or sometimes to put your foot down and say you've had enough. Now you need a break as well, you know, because if there will be a lot of people who come in who are already wired, so sure. you have to actually teach them how to calm down. So, so me how can i look at your handwriting and talk about something you want to know uh thank you said strokes and you can ask me specific questions and we can dive deeper into any any area that you would like to. but i want to know i'm curious as to how did you figure out uh, the will power part and then the how pushing other people part so uh, as i said handwriting becomes a combination so to decode every stroke going to be difficult but i can definitely talk about the willpower part yeah, of it sure. so if you look at uh, the way you cut your t's this mm. the small letter t mm. and you know how we have this crossing your t and dotting your i's as a phrase right so t is an important like very very important stroke in handwriting we have at least uh, 55 ways of writing only that letter wow and that combined with other traits create your one personality trait so Correct. i would comment based on that hmm. but if i look at your t if you look at the the horizontal length of that crossed hmm. the bar as i call it is very long and it's consistently long in many areas hmm. now that particular stroke talks about uh, will power but with the kind of pressure you have so it's like mm. a combination correct so when i said do you feel like whacking people yeah, that yeah. also came from that uh, not whacking in terms of aggression but like really being so keen for them to move yeah. forward yeah. like asking uncomfortable you questions moving? yes and that is that's your way of kicking yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. like that's your way of like making yeah. sure that they would not give up on themselves yeah like so, you're having coffee and suddenly like Oh, what did she ask me? Like, <laughs> Welcome to the coach world. <laughs> so my friends do not sign in front of me even when they want to pay their bills. <laughs> so on credit card, they like hide their notes and make oh, sure that wow. that is not exposed because I would make that one uncomfortable comment. And close friends were like, "No, no, no, not anymore." Like, <laughs> yeah, true, uh, true, very true. And I feel like you probably might be re- able to relate it, relate to it. Is as coaches, like I, re- at least me, I make that conscious decision. decision to not talk about fitness or health uh with my personal relationships because i feel like i don't have to wear my fitness on my sleeve all the time i'm not there to judge the people in my life when they don't want it so i've been working for last 15 years and i say it took one year for me 
collectively to learn graphology like you know okay. one year learning strokes blah blah yeah, blah yeah. to analyze but it took other 14 years to know how not to judge people <laughs> and how not to give feedback so keeping your mouth shut, shut. requires more training than actually True. talking about something True. so i totally agree with that <laughs> so um one specific area that if if somebody tells you something in an authoritative tone without giving mm-hmm. reasoning and you know actually actual making actually making a point you lose interest yeah and I it lose, shows yeah. on your face yeah, so like true. you would either say go to hell and if you can't say that you will just walk away quietly yeah so it's not like you want to insult the person but you're like okay don't tell me authoritatively what should i do tell me why should i do it what is the reason behind it and give me a choice yeah and that is you know like if if we have to look at your relationships personal relationships people don't understand why she doesn't get this point because they don't give you enough reasoning yeah and uh, funny story because that uh, so i used to be in advertising before mm-hmm. i quit my job but uh, i had severe problems respecting my senior uh, senior senior one particular in one particular job because i didn't see him adding any value to my learning he was not inspiring me okay. and also one of the reasons today i am so thankful and grateful uh, and a like so much appreciation for the fact that i can do something i really love and i'm my own boss in that sense mm-hmm. uh even though i am superior to some of my teammates but um i would never be able to go into a corporate environment and listen to my seniors if they are not making sense and in fact i just told a friend two days back that i said i can walk into an office and like tell a ceo what spade is for spade and like not even give a shit about what he's going to say because you don't sign my salary checks bro <laughs> you didn't you know? do that when somebody signed your salary checks you and so yeah. then so imagine, imagine like now, now. <laughs> like i know at least in when in the fields that i know i know my uh, Uh, information i know my concepts i will not i will not uh, mince words sure but if i don't know something i'm just going to say i don't know please tell me yes. i'm ignorant about this so it's not uh, it's, it's not that you're uh, egoistic or arrogant that's yeah. not what i'm talking about I, it's yeah, just yeah. that you don't like the bullshit yeah. and you cannot like really put up with yeah, stupidity let's cut through the crap yeah. get to the point yeah. and i think i as i can imagine being a coach you really have to wear that hat and get into a role you know like sometimes uh, like being uh not that clear and stating the obvious is not your personality so yeah. when you become a coach that is a transition that you make and i want to make this point uh for the listeners you know many a times we make those transitions sometimes people feel trapped in those transitory moments and it is not required we just have to understand that the role demands it i wear that hat i play that role and i come back to being myself but when we try to do that because they don't have the comfort zone to go there and come back hmm. they believe that oh my god if i try to do this hmm. if my role demands it i'm not that person i can't live life like this hmm. and then they start bickering feeling frustrated feeling depressed you know all of that begins hmm. but we don't have to marry that role we don't have to feel trapped about it all we can do is step in like the way you do it you become the coach and you're a different person then you come back and you become urmi and then you are like really yourself in some areas where you are like okay i will call i'll be as straight as required in my real life but to my client i'm just going to be more tactical i'm going to do what is required for their growth uh, yeah uh, i would i have an interesting take on that as well or a rather different take on sure. that which is uh, i feel like 
people go through that bickering phase or that uh, that phase of frustration when there is a huge gap between their roles and themselves is when they actually don't pursue what they like or they don't love their jobs and um because in my case i'm really grat- like grateful for having a job i really love for me it's uh, in fact drawing the line that i'm not uh, overly investing in something that is becoming unhealthy for me which means it cannot affect my energy levels to the point that it is affecting my well-being and that's how when you say i wear a hat yes i wear a hat and i'm tactical but uh, also so many times you just have to um, like draw the line as to where you say the this is what will affect me and beyond that i do not uh, i cannot control what the client True. can do True. or i cannot if they are still going and harming themselves through any kind of habits or any kind of uh, actions then it is beyond my control and i should stop feeling responsible for that which is not under my control so out so, of curiosity so how do you draw this line because you know like both of them are part of your personality yeah. so how would you know when you are stepping into uh, uh an unhealthy space for yourself when and you, when you're being determined correct so i feel like uh, there's always a hit or miss in that sense yeah. like it's always a journey it's always a work in progress but uh, there will be situations and there will be instances and just by being aware a definitely that you tend to do that you'll automatically catch yourself when you're suddenly getting affected for example if a st- this is a very regular example like a very ordinary example i'm giving you is like if a student keeps cancelling yeah. or if a student always shows up late or if they say they want to do something but they don't follow through in spite of you giving them different tactics to do that you know that okay beyond a point they are paying you to do it so they should also feel responsible that if i have said i want to do it are they truly ready sure. so as a coach what i can do is i can just scratch the surface and say are you truly ready to do this sure. so that's what i meant by asking the uncomfortable Un- questions i do not answer a single question for my clients i'm like you will come up with the answer and you will i will just ask you the questions and then we can talk about it yeah for me that is the most beautiful part of coaching i feel when you yeah. get exploratory and you ask a question and and you stay with the person for that yes. space you know like yeah. i feel as a, as a coach you require to become the space where people can be whatever they want to be exactly mm. absolutely so that's the reason i feel like if i am not my authentic self then they will i am not uh, practicing what i preach right. so that's the reason i will not say i'm a different person but yes you will see only one side of the coach and uh, uh the coach is a coach and urmi has so many other things right. like i exactly. love traveling i exactly. love food i like good conversations and in fact i am an introvert and a lot of people just look at my instagram profile or they see you as a coach and you i have become a lot more approachable because of my Work. profession sure. but it, uh, it it doesn't mean that i can i should or i can talk to anyone at any point no there are sometimes where i don't want to talk to anyone right so i'm shutting down and there is like f off written on my forehead you know like <laughs> go i don't want to talk to you right. and when i'm not working i have the right to do that so that's right. what i mean by drawing the line like you cannot expect me to respond to a text at 12 p 12 in the night right that's just not true like right that's not true. but if i'm not responded to you during the day then that is my, my responsibility, responsibility yeah, yeah absolutely so when we speak about this um, 
extroversion and introversion. <laughs> so your handwriting really talks about you being an introvert. Yeah. <laughs> but your signature has these two dots under them. Uh-huh. You know, mostly people think it's about being positive. Some people think it's about being finite. Some people believe that it's about being decisive. What I have seen over the years, hmm. these dots only and only mean that you are you are either trained or entrained forcefully uh-huh. into being a social person. Oh, <laughs> interesting. Yeah, so subconsciously I've definitely become a social person. Yeah, so when you have that difference, you know, yeah. signature is what you become in public. Because yeah. that is your like, you know, legal identity. So when you're out there, you're like, okay, I'm going to be social. I'm going to be this. I'm going to be that. But your handwriting is about who you are. So there you are like, mm. I cannot let nice. people in. Yeah, so, yeah, absolutely. You're so it's very, very yeah. right. Very, now, very right. The one interesting part about your writing that I want to talk about like when you when you decide to plan something when you are uh, you know you're meticulous when it comes to executing that plan hmm. and that is not about coaching right now that has been your trait yeah. you love the process so much it's not only about the results for you yeah absolutely yeah yeah and that's that, very that, true. that you know being 100% committed to the process that is only your result <laughs> if you are enjoying that yeah, journey true. that is your result because you, uh, in fact even when I became a coach I never thought uh, I would accomplish half the things I have done right now and not bragging or anything but I never like I never set out to ye kuch karna hai. Right. Matlab, I just like I want to get what I'm doing right and that's what matters and then we'll see what happens it's not only getting it right. People used to tease, sorry, people used to tease me timetable in school because I used to come back home from school and make like, okay, 12 to 1 lunch. Yeah, that's then what I meant actually. 2 to 3 actually. history. 3.30 to 5.30 You <laughs> are, you are that student. My mother always like felt against it. Like, look at that stu- that person, like some neighbor's yeah. kid or something. Oh, and, you are that. And then every timetable, <laughs> every day had 7 to 9 basketball written. Like, and that's what actually motivated me to plan the rest of my day around my basketball. Wow. Because I'm like, I would not go to dinners with parents. I would be like, no, 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 I'm not coming. I have to study and I have to go for my play also. So you guys go. It's okay. Like I used to be like that. Oh my God. So obsessed, like little borderline obsessive Didn't about it. did I mention it. that you wanted to become a coach from like, from a long time? <laughs> like, look at this. Like, <laughs> that was definitely that? in my unconscious. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. You were being coached to become a coach pretty much. <laughs> yeah, maybe. So uh, that meticulous part of you, you know, when you enjoy the process, it's not only getting it right. It just gives Giving your 100% in every possible act. That is very unique. I don't meet people who can do that in every possible act. Oh, people do you. it selectively and they just like switch off and they're like, oh, whatever. Hmm. You know, this is my my public face. So I'm going to do it here. But otherwise, I can take things lightly. Yeah, maybe but, that's why maybe you said no, pehle. you said something about willpower and said I'm not a fan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you said you are what you preach. <laughs> <laughs> but you have to tell me some negatives also. Uh, okay I was just waiting for you to ask me that question uh-huh. <laughs> but also like I know that this means something like with the, the so what you're referring to is the indentation uh, yeah the margin like margin mm. on the left side of the handwriting or the page is moving away mm. that means either you're physically wanting to move somewhere or oh, mentally so moving true. somewhere oh my god, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yeah, so universe, are you listening yes <laughs> yes yes like let's make all those uh, loud requests but this is also mentally being moved away drifted away mm. so if you are drifted away from a space or from you know a physical location mm. then you want to take the rest of you along 
So handwriting most of the time tells this three, four months before it actually happens. It's fascinating, you know, mm. like I, I feel how much your mind knows about you and has ways of expressing it. That fascinates me. Handwriting mm. just being one of the ways, you know, True. you do it through fitness. Some other mm. people do through some other method. It's just that the mind being so observant and so clear and so articulate and we just do not know how to read it. That's so is that, true. Yeah. So uh, I wanted to uh, talk about the negatives. Yeah. So... Um, Along with your willpower, you have something uh, as a gift that is your worrying attitude. <laughs> you are, that's like a Virgo thing, like yeah. everything, you want to fix everything. <laughs> yes, like, and worrying is not about actually fixing, it's about thinking about wanting to fix something. Just oh. thinking about wanting to fix something. And whether you reach there or not in your mind, you go like, but what if, but this, but that. Mm. And that is like unending. Yeah. So I've been working on the last, in the last two, three months, I've been working with a coach to sort of not overthink. Uh-huh. And then this time in my recent trip to the US, I bought a t-shirt that says, let me overthink this. <laughs> That's what the t-shirt <laughs> says. <laughs> I, like, I have to buy that. Yes. So I would say overthinking and trying to get it right is also the process that I was trying to describe in the beginning where I said, okay, before you start something, you protect your child. You uh. protect the project. You don't want anybody's thumbprints on it. Mm. Like, okay, no, no, you have no clue where it is going. Uh, and that is definitely not trusting that things will fall in place. So, you know, sometimes oh. when we take control and we want to make sure everything goes very, very well, we also, uh, it's also counterproductive where we are like, okay, if I'm not looking, it may break completely. If mm. I'm not paying attention, then other person can't nurture it, take care of mm. it in the same manner. Mm. And that is where the worry comes from. Okay. You know, for example, you had a timetable as a child and other people didn't value it and they're like, they were you know, careless or callous about it. And you're like, oh, wait, you don't get it. I require to look at it differently and you cannot do this to me. Yeah. <laughs> that is the point where you kind of start worrying about their ability to do justice. So uh, I used to um, uh, be way more like a, of a control freak nature in school, in college even. And now over the years, I've sort of like toned down. But I know what you mean by the inherent, like even with my own baby kinetic living, I was away for three weeks. And this was the first time ever where I was even mentally sort of relaxed about how being nice. away how nice congratulations uh, yeah and like I, I, I can like, understand how tough it is it was it yeah. was like wow this happened and like <laughs> I would not check the group messages of the gym you yeah. know like where people are mentioning stuff and normally I would do that every time and this time my phone was away like average screen time was one and a half hours in the whole day how nice as opposed to like six seven hours in Bombay right so I was like wow this was a much needed break so you actually took a break yeah for a change everything right? yeah. recalibrating how nice yeah how nice so uh, when it comes to worrying or breaking that pattern like I always feel if you can detect a pattern that's a, that's a great thing because then you can break it but most of the time we, we get lost in detecting it only. We cannot just like come to a conclusion or we are like, okay, probably this, probably that. So if we know that worrying as, a, as an attitude or that's something as a pattern that we have detected, now worrying begins with imagining things falling apart, which is a choice, which is Correct. a moment by moment choice. Hmm. So when you, and it would happen naturally and out of habit, but there might be a moment where you can really look at it and you say, wait a minute. Oh, this narrative is going in that direction where I am describing something negatively in my mind. 
but it is a movie it's a script you know we are writing it constantly and worrying attitude also brings in very colorful scripting so you really color it in like five different ways yeah yeah, yeah. and that is a there is a moment of choice Correct. which i feel True. is not considered or not spoken about we think but this or is not exercised enough Yeah, because we don't catch it. Yeah, true. Or if we catch it, if you're working on worrying, then we start worrying about catching it. <laughs> like, oh, it has not gone yet. Like I am again worrying. Look at me. But if you understand, this is like you know breaking a pattern, pattern. and that's the process. Then we'll understand. Okay, if I catch myself, that's that's good point. And so, I catch myself again. Yeah, it's a good point. So I have a question for that. Yes, which please. is yes, you catch the pattern. Now you're trying to change the pattern, but because that pattern is so deep in your Uh, subconscious in your or mind or the unconscious uh, self as well uh it will generate some kind of responses as well resistance yeah and those kind of resistance may not necessarily this is my question to you i am not trying to make some fact uh, so, so those responses happen and sometimes those responses will trigger certain coping me- mechanisms that you also may not be aware right. because those are also unconscious mechanisms right how do you deal with that so the first point when you're trying to break a pattern the 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 idea here like let's look at your example somebody is like you know in unhealthy habits and if you tell them to stop eating what they're eating and you must eat this it's it, it won't work yeah correct right? it doesn't work but, never works but when you look at it as an inspiration when you look at somebody who's already doing it and you look at that person and that person's fitness and you have some point of connecting with that then your mind and your body wants to achieve something which is natural i believe a lot like i believe a lot in tapping into natural i don't believe in forcing things correct to, absolutely to yeah so when people break patterns they try to replace it with another pattern and they say okay i'm not going to eat this but i'm going to force myself to eat, eat like this yeah. diet food yeah. or like i'm going to if i don't want to worry i'm going to imagine positive thinking i believe instead of doing that what if we take a moment and allow our minds to use its intelligence So if you see some pattern like if you throw a, a torch light in a dark room you can't unsee it right similarly with patterns if your mind sees it for what it is if you if you see how you're negatively imagining it then you you cannot unsee it you won't hurt like this is very natural and i believe in the nature's way but mm. you do not want to hurt yourself in any way mm. if you can see it for what it is correct you will not go back Okay, but we do not tend to do that. So the counterproductive happens when you're pushing yourself. You're using force to go in a direction you truly don't wish to go. Correct. Like, of course, not dis- trying to box your mind into uh, rather like box your mind into going into a box and then believing that. That's yes. What, yeah, yeah. Of course. If it absolutely. Is forceful, like yeah. I have had some clients who were like uh, smokers for a very very long time, and two three people like that, and one fine day they went off and never got back to smoking. and you're like how did that happen because once you start seeing so you, i would never speak about smoking in the conversation Absolutely. but i would speak about dependency on patterns and habits and how you become a slave now the person realizes oh i am becoming a slave to this oh i cannot im- <laughs> like tell you how much i agree with you yeah so if you nobody wants to be a slave but if you go and talk about smoking then you will have that reaction yeah. but if you speak about being a slave and you know being controlled by this this obsession then all of us are like 
what the heck yeah. i don't want to be obsessed and i don't want the habit to decide for me exactly and then you don't want to go back so that's the reason also uh, i tell people that you don't have to have goals the same as mine yes. or uh, like the person next to you you have to have your own goals you have to have your own kinetic life right. and that means that basically you make those decisions but the moment like you said if you see for what it is and if they if you're aware about it you are eventually going to make an intelligent choice yes and that means probably four days in a week you ended up eating something which was completely different on the menu but it was healthy right right it doesn't have to be the same meal but it can be healthy at all times and maybe two days you made some other choice which was a maybe a bridge between the two and maybe one day you made a choice which was totally unhealthy but you made your own decisions right yes. and then dependency is gone right so and you have broken the pattern so at yeah. least you have that window or that little sliver to get to this new self which i feel is not available when you are trying to force yourself true into this external motivation true true you true. know somebody like pushing you and and i feel like the difference as you describe between yeah. a trainer and a coach is exactly that true. a trainer would ask you to do things repetitively because <laughs> yeah. you must yeah. and a coach would give you a choice and say hey you know this is a choice and ask you that uncomfortable question <laughs> i'm a big believer and i'm so happy when you coach people you ask those questions <laughs> that's the space of uh, making a choice and if i make a choice you know i may cheat on my diet i may cheat on my regime but i would never lie to myself that i had agreed to something okay got and, it yeah, yeah 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 so one day second day third day <laughs> and you will connect to it and you cannot you cannot unsee it like i believe a lot in that thank you that was a that was a great summation of what i knew in parts and like you put it together and you added your own uh, you. insight to it thank you so i feel that you are being less creative okay yeah you're not like uh, you're not as um, you know you you have trained mechanism and you have all of this like you know structured way of thinking but you also have this creative crazy absolutely <laughs> mad part of you and i don't think you've met that mad urmi in a long time so what is that urmi like <laughs> um dancer uh writer i used to be a copywriter wow i write but not very very often anymore okay. because like you said i'm going more towards that structured yeah uh also because i run a business it just doesn't and I, i'm not making an excuse but you always end up thinking in structures right in business i feel because you're running a business you must take that space to be creative because yeah. you know like when you're constantly with other people so let's look at it okay you are an introvert who cannot deal with any bullshit <laughs> <laughs> you love structures and you're extremely committed to what you do now with all those personality traits you know where the the relaxing rejuvenating yeah. uh, battery charging space comes from so that's why to be creative trip and yeah and like yeah that's it's motivating me to do more but i'm going to keep this in mind about so i uh, i've learned zentangles uh i yeah, yeah and zentangles uh, is actually doodling yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. but uh, uh, so they say in zentangles there are no mistakes only opportunities how beautiful and uh, it's basically uh, different patterns uh, that you learn yes. and then you can 
make a like you take a sheet of paper and then you make mandala sort of a shape there yeah. are these cards and then you can fill in the colors space, or patterns uh, with those patterns nice and uh, it is so meditative uh, and at one point in one month i had done like some 10 of them while traveling on the plane in the night even if i'm like having a drink i will be like doing that and like chatting with friends and i'm doing that so it uh, it really got me hooked on uh, just before i started uh, doing a lot of uh, introspection with a coach so then of course i was take like i took a step back but yeah like i used to draw a lot so i feel like yeah i can connect to that so you must have like 15 minutes half an hour to do something creative where basically you don't have any structure okay so can i know, read no that's not creatively <laughs> activating okay. the juices yeah. if you can write yeah reading out loud to other people could be because okay. there you have to be creative and you have to interact that you hmm, can do true. but not reading in private got it no introvert excuse here oh yeah. okay okay <laughs> you have sure. to definitely look at something where you can challenge yourself you can go into this uncomfortable unstructured areas okay and that would help you be more structured you know it's like i always believe in this reverse mechanism yeah, yeah. for your arrow to go really far Duality. you have to pull it back yeah, yeah uh-huh. so for you pulling it back would be going completely unstructured got it and uh, allowing yourself to do it in a structured way on a daily basis got it okay that's awesome thank yeah. you so much thank you so much for being on the show i'm going to yeah. go and listen to your podcast and know more <laughs> about kinetic living yeah, yeah thank you thank you see you bye bye thank you I love to meet people who are on top of their games and still have the humility and willingness to be better in some form or the other. Urmi's question about overthinking stayed with me. In this lockdown we are surrounded by so many triggers, news reports, WhatsApp forwards, rumors that can simply initiate an unending stream of unnecessary thoughts. I think it's high time we look at the issue. Let's talk about it on our Friday episode. So grab your thinking or rather overthinking hats and send me your pressing questions on my Insta handle Aditi Sarana. As a COVID initiative, I created a free anti-anxiety journaling workshop. It's called Journal Right Now. It's built on doodling, journaling and graphotherapy to deal with some really stuck anxiety patterns. Check out the details on my website aditisarana.com. So everyone please stay safe and stay sane let's connect on friday until then happy writing hi guys this is ayushi and i am ritasha and welcome to agla station adulthood it's a fun podcast we've got going on and we'd love for you to tune in and enjoy with us Join us as we stop at various stations and discuss different topics that seem to be bothering us and hopefully Dating, you as well. Relationships, beauty, just being an adult, lots of different things. We don't have a great grip on it, but we've done okay so far. Catch Agla Station Adulthood every Thursday on the IBM app, the IBM website or wherever else you get your podcasts. माणसांना गोलगप्प्यासारखी असतात हाय हॅलो करताना वेगळी आणि बोलताना वेगळी आणि गप्पा मारताना वेगळी मित्र झाली की वेगळी आणि शत्रू म्हणून वेगळी थोडक्यात दिसणारी वेगळी आणि असणारी वेगळी 
कधी आंबट कधी गोड कधी तिखट तर कधी चमचमीत आणि कधी कधी हॉट अँड स्पायसी सुद्धा आणि म्हणूनच गप्पा सॉरी सॉरी गोल गप्पा विथ तृप्ती खामकर फक्त तुमच्यासाठी दर बुधवारी आय व्ही एम पॉडकास्टच्या ऍपवर वेबसाईटवर किंवा युट्यूब चॅनलवर सुद्धा ऐकू शकता तुम्ही आमचा पॉडकास्ट वेगवेगळ्या पॉडकास्ट प्लॅटफॉर्मवरती ऐकू शकता फक्त सर्च करा गोल गप्पा विथ तृप्ती खामकर आणि आमचा पॉडकास्ट ऐकत राहा